0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Phillies Today on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is a podcast with your host, Francisco Rojas, for today. It is Thursday, uh, April 20th yes I'm recording this Wednesday night uh, so I can have this up for Thursday morning Mike Angelina will have this out to you guys today. Uh, shout out to Mike, the executive producer uh, of this podcast um, and boy Phil's get a much 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 needed series win against the the Chicago White Sox um, look this was their second uh, series win of the season. The other coming uh, against, um, who was it? It was uh, not Texas, not New York. Uh, was Cincinnati? Yeah, Cincinnati the first time. Cincinnati, uh, the first time at home, they they split with Cincinnati coming off uh, or coming into the series uh, against Chicago. So great, great, great uh, series win uh, for the Phillies. Definitely needed it. You had a chance to um you know, uh, get a series win against the Marlins, and fortunately, they did not do that. So this is their second series win uh, of the season, and it's big. It's big because, I mean, I, I don't care what point in the season it is. Look, uh, I'd, I'd rather you, uh, you know, you don't want to fall too far behind. I don't care what point of the season. I, I look, I, we we all know what the Phillies did last year, where they were nine, ten games under 500 uh, when they fired uh, Girardi at the point they did last year, and look. That's a great story. We love that, but we don't want to do that every year. Like, come on. Uh, we want to get out to good starts, and they haven't done it this year so far, but, you know, we can only progress from here. That's that's all they're going to do is progress, especially when they get Ranger back, they get Harper back, um, and possibly Edmundo Sosa, who we'll get to in just a little bit, coming up in the news and notes. Um, but just to get you guys caught up on uh, yesterday's game um, between uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago White Sox, uh, the third game wrapping up uh, the the series against Chicago. Uh, top of the first. We finally get Trey Turner's first home run as a Philadelphia Philly. Finally, finally, finally. Me and Mike Angelino were talking about this uh, yesterday during the Phillies game. And he told me, I didn't realize this, Trey Turner had only barreled up one ball so far this year. So, look, Turner's numbers on the surface have been good. Like, as far as batting average goes and his on-base percentage, but his slugging percentage is under four hundred, which is not like Trey Turner. I mean, no, he's not Aaron Judge, but at the same time, no, he's the one, he's one of the best shortstops in baseball for a reason, because he can also have some power. And we saw that today uh, in his first game uh, as a Philly. So he gets his first home run as a Philly in the top of the first. Bottom of the first, Andrew Vaughn with a two-run homer uh, to make it 2-1 to White Sox, uh, top of the second. Brandon Marsh, solo home run uh, to left center field. Top of the third, Nick Castellanos uh, with an RBI single, um, and that made it 4-1 uh, to fills. Top of the fourth, uh, you get Bryson Stott with the RBI double. Um, uh, Josh Harrison scores from first. Uh, then later in the inning, uh, you got a Trey Turner RBI double where Bryson Stott scored. Uh, by the way, I, I, I did not write this down. Uh, sorry. I think there was a, a key moment in there where at some point Chicago scored another run. Um, but I don't. I forget exactly how they scored that run. But uh, the Phils ended up winning this game, uh, five to two. Um, on the heels again of Trey Turner and Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh, we're somewhere going to get to, uh, in just a second. But the Phils get the five to two win. That's really all you needed to know. Um, you know, out of the game, it was really the game was over. Uh, by the top of the fourth inning, when the Phillies uh, got their got their fifth run of the game, and uh, again, just f- for a few of the starting pitchers, Taiwan Walker, he went six in the third, uh, gave five hits, two earned, two walks with three strikeouts. Uh, on the other side, Mike Clevenger, who the Phillies know very well from the NLCS last year, um, went three three innings, six hits, uh, three earned, one walk, and one strikeout. So not Clevenger having a little deja vu from last year, uh, maybe a little bit, uh, but the Phils were able to get the Clevenger um, and get him out of there, and then uh, get two earned uh, uh, against their their bullpen as well. So Phils get the win there uh, to wrap up the um, to wrap up the series five to two. So just some of my takeaways from from yesterday's game, like the first thing that I thought of. And especially like when you go back and look at the box score, I know box scores can only speak so much. Um, and you can kind of say the eye you can kind of, especially the way baseball is nowadays, you can kind of say the same thing for the eye test the other way. But just like when I'm preparing for the show here and I'm looking at the box score, like the way this game went, how this game unfolded, this is the prototype, especially with Taiwan Walker on the mound specifically. This is the prototype for the Phillies to win baseball games, especially again with someone like a Taiwan Walker on the mound, or someone that's not your not your your two aces and Nola and Wheeler. It's when you have Walker, when you have Falter, when you have Ranger, um, who they hope to get back soon on the mound. Like this is the prototype for the Phillies to win games, and what I mean by that is for Taiwan Walker to give you a quality start. No, he doesn't have to go out there and give you eight innings of one run ball and 13 strikeouts. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Walker going out there today and giving you six and a third with two earned on five hits and a couple of strikeouts. No, he doesn't need to, to be striking guys out like Nolan Ryan. Like that's not what we're asking for. I'm looking for, you know, five to, you know, maybe seven innings, you know, uh, I know starters don't go, let's just keep it five to six innings. Um, with two earned runs and your offense on the other side doing their job, you know maybe you're not expecting Brandon Marsh to mash all year. Uh, maybe he will. Who knows? Um, and I'll get into him in a second as well. But just in general for the for the offense, and especially without Harper right now, to give you a performance like they did but with five runs, like five runs should be enough to win the game. No, it's not. You're not offense isn't having a field day, but it's doing enough. And, th- th- and I I understand you can say this about any baseball team like oh duh like you give five to six runs you get a quality start blah 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 but I'm talking about like the Phillies with with uh, the middle of their rotation um and what you get from this offense right now maybe without a Bryce Harper and unfortunately Reese Hoskins uh, for the rest of the season but and then t- the the third part of this the bullpen um you know being. Uh, you know, just locked in like, uh, like uh, Alvarado. And obviously Alvarado has been one of the best relievers in baseball the last, you know, honestly dating back to last like July or August, but just the, the, the bullpen coming in and doing their job, like your Kimbrels, uh, your Soto's, uh, your Bellatis and your Alvarado's and your Sir Anthony's like the Phillies didn't allow their bullpen in seven and two thirds. This series did not allow a run. They did not allow a run. Now, again, we're obviously we're not looking for every, uh, every outing for the bullpen to be perfect. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, you know, I I felt like going into the season, especially with the Reese injuries, um, or the Reese injury and you know the Bryce injury and Rangers start, I felt like coming into the season, maybe the bullpen was going to be the biggest strength actually, and I just I just feel like it's important for. Uh, you know, the bullpen to come in and, uh, you know, give you some shut down innings. And just the way I saw it today, right? Walker goes six and a third. Um, Soto, uh, who was it? It was Soto, Kimbrell, and Alvarado gave you two and a thirds inning uh, altogether. And they gave you, um, I just thought, I just thought that this was the prototype uh, for the Phillies to win baseball games. Walker gives you those, you know, that, five to six innings, uh, you know, a couple have earned. The, the offense does enough for you to feel comfortable enough uh, for the starters and the relievers to, to, you know, to do their job. You never want to feel too comfortable, but just in general, the offense doing their job with Turner having the day he had, a triple away from the cycle. Um, and and just in general, you know, Cassiano's coming up with the, with the big RBI, um, reaching out and getting that, seriously. Um, so, like, just that, I think – you listeners, you can understand where I'm going with this. No, I under, you know, you might say, well, again, you might say, ah, well, that's how, that's how they all, that's how every team wants. But I'm saying as far as the middle of the rotation, because when it comes to somebody like a Nola and a Zach Wheeler, like you're going to want them uh, to go, you know, again, sergeant, don't go to the distance these days, but they can give guys like Wheeler and Nola can give you seven to eight. And NOLA hasn't looked great to start the year, but just in general, um, those are supposed to be your horses. They're supposed to be some of the best pitchers in baseball. These are guys that have finished top five in Cy Young Award voting the last couple of years, okay? So it's different for them. But I'm talking about with Taiwan Walker, Ranger, um, guys like that. This is the type of game, uh, the prototype to winning baseball games for these guys, uh, and for and for this team so that's my one takeaway that I took away from today was this is the prototype to winning baseball games for the Philadelphia Phillies second Trey Turner my gosh this is the prototype of the Phillies uh or excuse me uh, Trey Turner that this is um I mean he really did just did everything for you today at the plate he literally did everything and I, I've already mentioned what he's done he got his first home run as a Philly um in the first inning. But just the fact that hits a double, and he get, you, get gave you a stolen base. Went what what did he go three for uh, he went three for three for five, three for five double homer and a single was a triple away again. I mean, only thing I was missing was that was that uh was that triple and maybe a real real nice defensive play. Like that's the only thing that was really missing. But at that that was a, a huge takeaway from from today was my gosh Trey Turner. This is what you're getting from this guy. And, and and especially hope hopefully the power can you know can start coming because that's what we saw today. It was a beautiful swing. Um and hopefully this is what we're gonna get from Trey Turner the next decade. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um and third, again, you know, feeding off of the you know, the talking about the offense uh, you know, in a positive way, Brandon Marsh. I mean, Brandon Marsh is Look, I I didn't think Marsh was as bad as people were making some people were making him out to be as far as his back goes, especially when he came to the Phillies last year. Okay, you can talk about batting average all you want, like it's still uh it's really become more of an irrelevant stat to this day. So I mean we can we can do that, but um I mean today he was two for four, um hits a home run, he goes the opposite way, goes to left center field, um was a, was a beautifully hit ball. I think it was, I think it was on the inside corner and Marsh took it the other way. That's just a great sign for Brendan Marsh. Um, but just looking at like some of some of Marsh's numbers, man, third in slugging percentage right now, that's an MLB OPS is second in that in the national league. And he's also tied uh, for second in the national league um, in extra base hits. Marsh has just been uh, unbelievable. And it's been It's been needed because, uh, you know, Cassianos has come around a little bit. But just just in general, without Harper, without Hoskins, like you need guys to step up. And no, Marsh wasn't expected to really because he was a guy that was supposed to be hitting at the bottom of the lineup. Um, But I'm not complaining. And I mean, boy, this would be big if March, Brandon Marsh could step up um, and really be, really be an offensive piece for the Phillies going forward. Um, so that was another big takeaway, especially from today, was Brandon Marsh just continues to mash. It's been unbelievable. Um, so it just one series takeaway, and I kind of already talked about this a little bit, but just wanted to emphasize the bullpen. The, the one series takeaway, and not just from today, but from the series, the bullpen. Seven and two-thirds scoreless inning pitch the entire series against the Chicago White Sox. The entire series, they were perfect. And no, this isn't what we are expecting from this bullpen. Again, I'm kind of reiterating what I said earlier, but again, this isn't what we're expecting from this bullpen every single time out. No, that's not what we're expecting. But the fact that the bullpen looked the way they did the last three games, that's what you want from this bullpen as far as Kimbrell coming out there. Obviously, look, Craig Kimbrell, we're going to have to see. Um, We've kind of had him up and down, uh, you know, the first uh, couple weeks of the season. Um, Jose Alvarado, again, has been just nasty, unbelievable. Gregory Soto has been a little bit up and down. Um, Andrew Bilotti, lately a little little up and down, but again, like I said earlier, this the the bullpen was supposed to be a strength for this baseball team, and or I felt that way at least coming into the season, and they were their biggest strength the, the over the series, didn't have to worry about them. They were they were perfect. They were literally perfect. So the bullpen. Um, that's one of my big takeaways just from the series in general was the bullpen, hopefully in the right direction, as far as, um, what they can do as a unit, because the team needs them team needs them, especially to, to get back to 500 baby, because that's what we're trying to do against the Colorado Rockets, which we'll, who we'll, we'll get to in a second. We'll preview a little bit of that series. Um, so get to the, some, uh, news and notes. I only really have one thing for you. Um, So today, uh, infielder Edmundo Sosa um, has had some back tightness recently. He's being evaluated, Um, and this is verbatim just from LB.com. Sosa, who has not played since leaving Saturday's game in Cincy due to back tightness, was sent to be checked out by a doctor prior to Wednesday's series finale in Chicago. Uh, Topper said he considers Sosa day-to-day for the time being though the club should have a better idea of Sosa's status following that exam. Um, So he's day-to-day. Could be a lot worse. Um, But, you know, the way that even Josh Harrison's been swinging the bat pretty decent. He had a home run um, the other day against Chicago, against his former team. Um, I'd like Edmundo Sosa back, especially for, uh, you know, just the depth for this team because the depth isn't, isn't great, um, you know, especially we we keep beating it into the ground, but you know, especially without Reese, especially without Harper, even without Derek Hall right now, like it would be great to see Edmundo Sosa back sooner than later. So, thank God it's day to day. So, that's really only the, the only thing I have for you when it comes to uh news and notes. So, Edmundo Sosa, hopefully, um, you know, he can heal up from this back tightness and be uh be back out there soon. So, um, you know. Uh, rest, ups, rest up rest up at and get back out there. Um and then around the league, just have a couple of things for you guys uh before we get to preview the uh the Colorado series here. Max Scherzer today was ejected from uh his start against the LA Dodgers, his former team, um because Phil Cuzzy uh thought he was using a foreign substance and it seemed like it seemed like Scherzer, uh, you know, Scherzer was adamant. He was super adamant. Like, man, I, I, I didn't do it. Especially knowing we all know about Mad Max. Remember last year with uh, was it was, was that last year with Girardi before he got fired? or Was that the year before, where Girardi had the whole thing with Mad Max? It might have been right before he got fired. I forget. Um, and but this might have been when he was a Dodger. So. That might have been 2021, towards the end of 2021, but I, I I don't exactly remember. Um, but we all know how adamant Mad Max is about, like, he doesn't use anything, and, like, he's adamant for, you know, the... Like, it's it's obvious he's adamant that he doesn't use anything. Um, and that's fine. But today, Phil Cuzzy came out, and he canned him. He, he ejected him, and now uh, he's going to be suspended for... A Ten game suspension, that's what it sounds like. Um, and he's probably obviously gonna appeal it. So this is something to monitor, man. And it, look, I, I like Max just because of uh he's been an incredible pitcher his entire career and I admire that. Um I like pitching, so I'd like to watch Mad Max whenever he's on the mound. But I also like the drama when it comes to Max because he's got a lot of personality. We all know why they call him Mad Max, so this is just a part of it. Um, but definitely something to monitor in the next couple of days. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. There's, you can go, uh, look it up on Twitter, um, and find Scherzer just, uh, losing it, um, right before, uh, they, they ejected him, uh, from his start against the Dodgers. So Max Scherzer ejected and facing a 10 game suspension. And then another one, um, tonight I actually have it uh, in the corner of my room right now. I um, got the Angels and the Yankees on right now. It's a 2 2 game. Earlier in the game, I think it was the first inning, Aaron Judge, of course, robs Shohei Otani of a home run in center field. Um, the matchup that uh, a lot of us have been looking forward to this week when it comes to Otani and Judge on the Yankees. Um, so, always fun when uh, those two face off as far as two of the best, the biggest superstars we have in this game. So, pretty cool to see Judge. Uh, Rob Otani out there in center field leaps up at the wall and just robs a home run from the greatest game or player that we have in this game right now. So I thought that was pretty awesome. So before we get you out of here, let's preview the next, uh, the next, or I guess today's game against the Colorado Rockies and I'll, you know, give you a few notes, uh, for the rest of the series. So today you are going to get Ryan Feltner, uh, versus Matt Strom. And Strom, again, Strom coming off uh, his worst outing for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, and then you get Ryan Feltner uh, on the other side for the Colorado Rockies. Um, he's coming into this game uh, with an 878 ERA and three starts, 13 innings. Um, uh, ERA plus of 58, a FIP of 549. So not. Not the greatest numbers. Hopefully the Phillies can just start off the series with a bang uh, and just get the bat going from the get-go. Because I, I, you got to take three or four. got to take three or four from the Colorado Rockies. I don't care. You have to take three or four. You 100% have to take three or four uh, when you're facing the Colorado Rockies here. Um, so uh, Ryan Feltner, again, not the greatest numbers. Um, going against uh, Matt Strom, who, again, coming off uh, his worst performance as a Philly against Cincinnati Reds uh, last week. So hoping for a better performance. Um, But again, Strom wasn't supposed to be uh, a starter, but he is right now. And honestly, you can't even get mad at him for his Cincinnati start because, look, he was kind of just plucked into this role after the whole Ranger injury. And a couple of starts before that, he had a couple of good starts, so... Um, But hopefully he can get back on track um, and be the strong we saw in the first couple of games this year. And then the rest of the series uh, we have Noah Davis uh, versus Aaron Nola. I think that's a big one right there is Nola. Um, Hopefully he can bounce back. Kyle Freeland versus Christopher Sanchez, who we have not seen this year. We have not seen Christopher Sanchez on a, on a mound for the Philz yet. Right. So that's going to be interesting to watch when it comes to uh, Sanchez versus Kyle Freeland, Kyle Freeland, Obviously been a pretty solid pitcher throughout his career so far. Jose Urania versus Zach Wheeler. Um, that's uh, who's slated. These are just projected starters. So in game four, it'll be Jose Urania versus Zach Wheeler. Um, and just some of the key players to watch in this series. Just quickly before I get you guys out of here. Aaron Nola. I think it's super important that Nola bounces back. Um, look, even if Nola has a good outing, people are going to say, well, you know, hasn't had uh, you know, a great start to the season. He's up and down. Could he be twenty twenty one? Nola, hopefully he's not, but either way, like Nola needs to have a good start. I don't care if it's the Rockies, who the Rockies suck. The Rockies are five and fourteen, they're last in the NL West. Like, I don't care. Nola needs to Nola needs to not worry about that and just worry about being himself. And be, being himself is Aaron Nola, who has been one of the better best pitchers in baseball since two thousand eighteen. And he needs to be that. I don't care if it's the Rockies. Um Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott, I think it's okay. His his uh his record breaking hit streak uh ended, um you know the other day in the doubleheader against Chicago White Sox. Sucks that that happened, but Stott got immediately at it again and uh, he got a couple of hits, um against the against the White Sox, uh you know earlier today, and I'm just interested to see Stott continue to just just hit. Like, I, I just want to keep saying that. I mean, he's just hot. I know other guys are hot too. Like your Bones and your, your, uh, your marshes and Castellanos. But I want to, I want to see Stott just continue to rake. I think it's fun. Cause not a lot of us, I don't think a lot, mo- you can- most of us did not expect Bryson Stott to just come out here and just be, uh, be a hitting machine. Let's be real. We, we did not expect that. So when it comes to Bryson Stott, that he's a player to watch for me, man, just because I wanted to see him continue to hit the baseball. And then last for the Rockies, not a lot of players to watch, but Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant's always, uh, you know, a fun player to watch. So somebody that uh, you got to be wary of if you're any of these pitchers in Nola, Strahm, Sanchez, or Wheeler. So Chris Bryant, always someone to watch. So that's gonna do it for me. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I will have you uh on Monday. Um, shout out to Dan and Tucker, who also do these episodes as well. So that's going to do it for me. You guys have a great rest of your week. Hopefully, we'll be coming off a series win against Colorado Rockies. Talk to you guys soon. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. clock at four. Donchich step back three you bitch. music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you crazy. love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.